0: First Light has always made the world's best base layers. They are warm, breathable, silent, and odor resistant. But the women's fit in the gear weren't meeting our demands, so we went back to the beginning and rebuilt everything. Re-engineering the gear with the most dedicated female hunters in mind, First Light modernized the fit and added more sizes, colors, and camo patterns. I personally have been testing the women's gear over the last couple of years uh, from the mountains in Idaho to the plains in Nebraska, and I feel like the fit especially has landed in a much better spot. It's more true to size. It's not as tight and binding in certain areas like a lot of women's fit. Uh, All of the pieces, to me, got an all-around upgrade. It's awesome to see. So for yourself or as a gift, this Mother's Day, pick up First Light's new women's merino wool and get free shipping on all orders containing women's gear. Available now at F-I-R-S-T-L-I-T-E dot com. (laughs) It's a meat
1: eater podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by special guests, John Muellum. In addition to John, we also have Steve, Corinne, Brody, Hayden, Giannis, and Cal. John, how you feel about trivia? I feel pretty good. I just dropped my pen cap, not off to a good start. I can't oh, find it. But, they don't need any pens for this game of trivia. I think you should say something like the writer, John Muellum
2: author most recently of serious face i like it which is about (laughs) it's a collection of his magazine reporting some of which deals
1: with the ways in which animals drive people a little wacky i like it now john if you're not familiar this is a 10 round quiz show with questions born out of meat eaters for verticals which are hunting fishing conservation and cooking and there is a prize Meteor will donate $500 to the Conservation Organization of the Winners' Choosing. So far, we've had Steve win five times, Brody win four, Giannis win two, Clay, Seth, Corinne, Chester, and our trivia guest each win once. I am not gonna rest until you fix the way
2: you do the scorecard. Mm-hmm. It is blank for blank. Okay. It's, he's, Steve's five for 11. Or whatever. Five for eleven. Because you could you have had people that played once Mm -hmm. and won once. That's right. People might be like, Oh, we played five and won five. It's like you got it's like
1: it's blank for blank, blank for blank. Because everybody's not always here every time. I think your whole goal with this is to embarrass Cal. That's what you're going for, right? No, I'm not. I'm just going for like greater clarity.
3: (laughs) I'm an easy target.
1: Greater clarity. He's blank for blank. For context, if we were doing it that way, cat would be like oh four six, I think. Sure, whatever. Yeah,
0: somewhere
1: in there. Hey, uh, I posted, you know, to, uh, today on Instagram to
3: promote your uh, the fact that this trivia show is now weekly, and uh, CC Mason seventy five in the comments wrote, "Where's the biggest winner award at?" Sr would win every week,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then
3: there's a picture of a face, someone really laughing hard, and a turkey. I, don't, I like that. I don't know how the turkey... a turkey. He's a turkey, ...works yeah. in there. But okay. Or maybe he's like... Oh, also, no, there's two
1: turkeys. He's also pointing out that I like to hunt for turkeys. <laughs> I had somebody write in who said that they host trivia at a couple bars in their uh, local town, and they said that every game of trivia has somebody like Steve there. And everybody... <laughs> Hates that person from the other competitors to the host of trivia. Said someone's always got a problem with how things are worded, someone's always complaining. Uh, So, Steve, you are that guy for this show. Hey, I'm
2: gonna start a club
1: for people like that, and we're
2: gonna play trivia together.
3: I'll join, I'll join. Uh, Brad Parker said get Spencer Newhart a trophy for having to deal with Steve each trivia <laughs> this
1: is turning into a Steve roast today oh, man, man. watch me come out and win now we have some <laughs> housekeeping to get to from previous shows on a previous episode we had Steve complaining about the question how many leaves does Poison Ivy have <laughs> Multiple arborists wrote in and said that poison ivy does always have three leaves, but if we want to be more anatomically correct for the board game, then we should refer to them as leaflets so that there is no arguing. Oh, I would have never have argued he's exactly right. (laughs) So leaflets it is going forward. Also on a previous episode, we had many folks up in arms about the question named three of the five countries where polar bears live because I allowed Greenland as a correct answer. Now, technically, Greenland is considered an autonomous country within the kingdom of Denmark. But I decided before the show that since we're all a bunch of ignorant Americans with ignorant American listeners, that I wasn't going to punish anyone for saying Greenland instead of Denmark. But I want to try I didn't to know
2: that. So you just said
1: it. Well, here's I, the I think maybe I knew it at one time. Maybe. I don't know. But I didn't know that. I want to try to appease sure those John listeners. I want to try to appease those listeners who Did you wrote know in. That, John? I didn't know that. He's going to be a formidable it, man, yeah. foe. Man. So, we're going to make a big announcement right here, right now on Meat Eater Trivia. Our podcast is officially declaring Greenland a country. So suck that, you geopolitical nerds, and congrats, Greenlanders. You no longer have to suffer under the oppressive rule of Denmark. Oh,
2: Good, like that's taken care of.
1: That's why, remember
2: when... Uh, Remember when Trump he says was something buy like it. he's like he's like I will buy it <laughs> yeah. from you. He's gonna buy it. And everybody it. got mad at him, but I'm like, that's a great idea. We, we should do. we used to buy stuff all the time. Yeah, Europe, like, Europe why should would you be mad about that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Louisiana purchase,
2: that worked out. Yeah, it's like it's not like unheard of for the US to buy a chunk of land. If they wanted to sell it, why would we not buy it? I don't know. I think they're mad because they don't want to sell Kinda
0: it. Kind of sounds yeah. like sounds but like who
2: gets mad when someone makes an offer? <laughs> if someone's like, hey, I'll buy your truck off, w- you're like, no, seller willing willingly. I'm not selling my truck right now. You don't want to be
1: like asshole. So if you listen to this podcast, you have now entered a verbal agreement that you will refer to Greenland as a country. And if you know anybody from Greenland, please let them know that they are now a country and their Independence Day is officially June 9th. Excellent. With that, we're on to meat eater trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win everything. How's that?
0: Just tend to win everything.
1: question one the topic is conservation and as always it will be multiple choice john sharpening his mark <laughs> this first great question <laughs> keep the expectations the down so i don't like it keep the expectations down <laughs> this first great question comes to us via michael Pulitz. if you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia you can send it to trivia at the meat the lower 48s first ring-necked pheasants were released in 1881 in what state? Is it Oregon, New Jersey, Iowa, or California? I saw Steve starting to right before I even finished uh, the question. So again, the Lower 48's first ring-necked pheasants were released in 1881 in what state? Your choices are Oregon, New Jersey, Iowa, or California. Now, John, this will be your only multiple choice in our 10 round quiz show. Just for me? No, everybody else gets but... getting
4: multiple <laughs> choice. <laughs> Man, I'm really hoping. Spencer, are you cool? I remember what I read about this a long time ago. I, I, I need
3: to get on my phone and make one little note. I promise. just for It's work-related. Sure. Just get a get, a, get a to, go. I have to. You do, you do it. have a get whiteboard out. right yeah. in front of you. No, Corinne will watch me do that.
2: While you're doing that, everybody what's, have what's an answer? He putting, what's he putting down? Oh, yeah, I got it.
0: <laughs> He's adding to his to-do list. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Look
1: up where are the ring <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying California, Cal saying Oregon, John saying New Jersey, Brody saying Oregon, Hayden saying New Jersey, Corinne saying Iowa, and Giannis saying California. The correct answer is Oregon. Ah, Brody got it! God,
0: God,
3: really? How'd you know that?
1: I remember reading about it a long time ago.
4: It
3: was mentioned in the trivia portion of this podcast several weeks ago.
2: Is that right? You're really? running out of material? I wasn't in that. It was a side
3: on conversation. Uh. But it, it's on the recording somewhere, I promise. Some
1: bitch, now Brody's uh. winning already. God. Owen Denny <laughs> was the first person to release <laughs> pheasants in Oregon. He got the idea while observing a pheasant farm in Shanghai. Denny had 60 of them shipped across the ocean in 1881, followed by two more shipments in 1882 and 1884. He said the pheasants did incredibly well traveling by boat from China to Oregon, but nearly all of them died when they boarded a train in America. Hmm. So if you're shipping pheasants, boat okay, train not okay. Do you know that hmm. idea
2: that humans, the, the people used to think you had a humunculus, like you had a little man that lived in you? Hmm. I feel like my homunculus knew that because <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like so give him a point <laughs> give him a point then Steve's homunculus yeah. <laughs> yeah. so part of me knew that <laughs> dude that's a t-shirt Steve's
0: homunculus <laughs> He knew.
2: He knew. We need Hunter.
0: We need Hunter to like draw a little like mini me you inside of your. He's got a better memory and he's a lot
3: less whiny too. (laughs) Steve,
4: shoot that pheasant, Steve. (laughs)
3: Holy shit! I want to tap into the mindset of I'm going to mail order pheasants. From China to Oregon in 1860, whatever.
2: Yeah, like he's got nothing else on his mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like uh, Tuesday delivery. <laughs> Question two: The topic is hunting. What disease has the nickname Rabbit Fever? Oh. Again, what disease has the nickname Rabbit Fever? How are you feeling about this one, John? Terrible.
2: Oh my god, Spencer, leave it on for a long time. (laughs) Steve, come on. Well, I know it. it. I know a lot about it. It's, um. Come on, homunculus. Keep that thing clicking. Help him out. (laughs) No, I know what it is. It's, um.
4: I think your homunculus got infected with it once.
3: (laughs) 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 So we have Brody who
1: thinks he has it, Giannis who thinks he has has it, Cal, you feeling good? (laughs)
3: I already wrote something down. Something like that.
2: <laughs> I just can't think of the word, is all. <laughs> <laughs> <I
0: know. laughs> which which happens That's to be it. the answer. That's <laughs> it. The only problem. That's the, the most
5: trivia equivalent part. of my girlfriend in Canada. You know that nobody's ever seen. Is I just can't think <laughs> so of the I word. Met her at summer yeah. camp. Yep.
4: Whoa, long answers time here. You think you're gonna
2: come up with it? No, I know what it is. I can tell you the, I can tell you the different forms it takes.
0: Like definitely talked boxes. about this on a podcast. I could tell
2: you about a guy who hit one with his lawnmower and contracted it in wow. an, aer- an aerosolized form. Yeah, or like almost, it was
0: an entire podcast. Episode. Yeah. Or like the the little kid who yeah.
2: I'm gonna protest
0: this one. A lot if of hands he coming. It's been a long food time. And- <laughs> oh.
1: And what is that word? All right, let's go. Brody wants another notch on that. <laughs> that, that. <laughs> I quit. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve without an too answer. Tularemia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cal saying trichinella. John saying parvo. Brody saying tularemia, Hayden saying scurvy, Corinne saying, <laughs> that's what, that's what the ramons don't eat enough uh, lemons. And Giannis yeah. saying tularemia, the correct answer is tularemia.
0: That like kind of yeah, the, the mnemonic once, device once I
1: should thought be like tricking out I could not get anything else. I knew yeah, it was that, wrong. It was, I
3: couldn't form any other words in my mind.
1: This disease is also known as deer fly fever. There are about 230 human cases reported. Each year in America, and it's been found in every state except Hawaii. Tell them about the guy that hit one with his lawnmower and got aerosolized tularemia that killed him. That's wild. He's one of the two hundred and thirty. That's a unique way to catch it. There's I been
4: talk of uh, they could that they could potentially turn it into a chemical weapon
3: because oh. it
1: can be aerosolized.
3: Oh, tularemia? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. the other rabbit disease. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the one. We're on to question three, and the topic is wildlife. In the year 373 BC, Greek historian Thucydides reported that prior to an earthquake, there were five types of animals that fled the city. Name one of them. Again, the year was 373 BC, and a Greek historian reported that prior to a major earthquake, there were five types of animals that fled the city. You need to name one of them. What
4: was the category of this one?
1: Wildlife. Oh, okay. uh, the category is John. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> how's John doing?
1: Terrible. 0 <laughs> mm. oh, oh for three. What a two. Whatever we're at. Does everybody have an answer? I got a shot in the dark. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying rats, Cal saying rock doves, John saying dogs, Brody saying birds, Hayden saying rats. Corinne saying rodents, and Giannis saying snakes. The correct answers are rodents, dogs, snakes, weasels, and centipedes. No
3: birds.
1: Are you giving it for rats? If you said rats, we'll give it to okay. you. Okay. Right. So the room did fairly well. Uh, no birds were well, fleeing Hepburn. the city, though. Now, history is full of anecdotal evidence (laughs) of animals predicting natural disasters. One study examined the popular theory that there's a correlation between lost pet ads in the San Jose Mercury News and the dates of earthquakes in San Francisco. But after a thorough statistical analysis published in 1988, scientists determined there's actually no correlation between the two. Now, John, in your writings of earthquakes, did you come across any unique animal stories? Uh, definitely, there were a lot of reports of dogs going nuts before
5: really? the Alaska earthquake, for sure. Yeah, I remember a lot of the people because a lot of people's accounts started with, "Well, I was trying to figure out what's going on with my dog," and then, boom. Mm. So, but I've dude, never seen it happen. But well, he was feeling
1: something they weren't detecting. They
5: just start barking or you know pacing or
1: stuff like that. Yeah. We're on to question four. The topic is cooking. This next great question comes to us via Jeff Kurtz. As you have a question you think is right for to Trivia. You can send it to Trivia at Banned for import by the USDA in 1971, this Scottish dish is traditionally made by mixing organ meat with oatmeal and then boiling it in an animal's stomach. What is it? Banned for import by the USDA in 1971, this Scottish dish is traditionally made by mixing organ meat with oatmeal and then boiling it in an animal's stomach. Brody wrote quite cockily. How about you? You got it? Very cockily. Okay.
2: Perhaps more cockily than Brody. (laughs) (laughs) Could just be projecting.
1: (laughs) Does everybody have an answer? Giannis, is that a no? I have have three letters of an answer, and I'm hoping you're going to give it to me with three letters.
2: Oh, that's it. I'm very interested to see what these letters are.
1: Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Haggis, 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 and Giannis saying Hag. We'll give it to you, Giannis. <laughs> yeah! <answer>. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs>
0: uh, what
1: happened? It feels bad because know- he took that one away from but me. But what
3: a happened? Episodes ago. How would you know a Hag? I just couldn't. I just couldn't remember the whole. You know, Hags in Haggis. Oh, I see, hag- uh,
1: Now one less letter, and I would not have given it to you. Thank <laughs> you. Butter wrote Ha! I really appreciate it. <laughs> Haggis is still no banned. More, no more importing
4: those Scottish hags.
1: <laughs> Haggis is still banned today because traditional recipes consist of about 15% sheep lung, which the USDA says an, has an increased risk of carrying foodborne illnesses. But hmm. if you're really interested in trying Scotland's national dish, there are plenty of lung-free manufacturers who make a legal version of Haggis. I went to a,
2: you know, the Scottish poet Bobby Burns? No. It's a Scottish poet, Bobby Burns. I went to uh, in a predominantly Scottish region. I went to the annual Bobby Burns Festival, which was where, out near Mile City, mm. and they uh, played a lot of bagpipe, read Bobby Burns poetry, and then I mean, a lot of people were there, over a hundred people, and <laughs> we ate haggis. I like it. Yeah, you think it was uh had no, lung in it? It was made right there. Oh, but the bummer is. Instead of cooking it in the cow's stomach, Mm -hmm. they were
1: just cooking it in, like, turkey bags, Mm. which I thought was bullshit. (laughs) Steve likes his haggis with stomach. We're on to question five. The topic is conservation. Name one of the five biggest private landowners in America. Again, name one of the five biggest private landowners in America. Cal, isn't there some great quote about, like, a lot of conservation happens on private land or, like, you need private land for conservation? That's a quote? I I feel like it's a thing that's said when people uh, tend to overlook what happens on the other side of the fence. Well, like, all
2: conversation, all conservation east of the Mississippi is occurring there. Exactly.
1: There's math, I guess,
3: yeah. (laughs)
2: That's the quote. 640
3: million acres of public land. There's roughly 925 million acres of land dedicated specifically for agriculture. And then within the private holdings, there's more private land in the lower 48 specifically set aside for wildlife or recreation than all of our national parks combined in the lower 48.
1: That's why we got you here. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Turner, Cal saying Turner, Turner, Brody saying the Koch brothers, Coke, Coke brothers. Where I grew up, uh, two if it's spelled like that, it's Koch. Uh, Hayden saying Ted Turner, Giannis saying Ted Turner, Corinne no, left he wrote the room. Ted.
2: Again, <laughs> there's no, no way we're gonna Ted? Ted. That. Giannis Except said Ted. Except for Nugent. the title
1: of his book was "Call Me Ted." I don't think you should accept. You know what, Giannis, that. I'm not going to because we gave you the last remember, one. I couldn't remember. His Could last be dancing. Name. Yeah, because I remember yeah. Tularemia. I just couldn't remember it. Corinne, what's your answer? And Corinne says Ted Turner. The correct answers are John Malone, the Emerson family, Ted Turner, the Reed family, and Stan Kroenke. Yeah. Wow, I'm like neck and neck with Brody. <laughs> I thought for sure they'd be on the list. Do you have the,
3: the breakdown? Who is Malone? Is the timber, He passed up Turner. John right. Malone is
1: number one. He is the largest private landowner in the country. He owns 2.2 million acres spread across Florida, New Mexico, Maryland, Maine, New Hampshire, Colorado, and Wyoming. I'm going to call him see if I get hunting permission. I'm going to write him, one write of him letters a letter. That Spencer sends can help <laughs> yeah. him that you can hunt his place in Maine. Ah. I mean, just me. <laughs> Besides all that ground, he also owns stake in Formula One, Sirius XM Radio, and the Atlanta Braves. Huh. Phil, hit us with a scoreboard update. Uh, yeah, I'd love to. Everyone is
3: in first place. Wow. <laughs> Everyone has three points. Okay. Are you nice. serious? I'm
1: serious. I like that. We can are you imagine if I have gotten
2: the first two right? Well, then you'd be in first,
1: Steve. <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> you know what? I can imagine that.
2: Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code MEATEATER at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Rain or shine every day is a great day for fishing, right? And you probably got rain gear, but you shouldn't overlook sunny day gear columbia pfg solar stream elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest day man i was just in hawaii and i had my columbia pfg solar stream elite hoodie with me and here's the deal we're in and out of the water all the time getting in to go spearfishing getting out taking the kids to the beach i'm not gonna mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off i just run a hoodie I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to, especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad-spectrum UV protection? We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head on over to columbia.com slash PFG and shop all of their performance fishing gear.
1: Question six, the topic is bow fishing. This next great question comes to us via Nolan Laird. If you have a question you think is right from meaty to trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. Shit's heating up for John Mulham right now. I'm not even sure I know what boat fishing is. <laughs> what is boat fishing? <laughs> what phenomenon causes fish to appear closer to the surface because of how light changes direction when it meets water? What phenomenon causes fish to appear closer to the surface because of how light changes direction when it meets water? We have a fairly confident room. Brody and Steve have been giving each other the stink eye the whole time. Right over me. <laughs> it's coming right across me like lasers.
3: Yep. Did you breathe a little sigh of relief when you heard the, the actual question? Yes,
5: but no, not really. Versus but, the topic yeah. of bow fishing.
1: Yeah. I don't every... feel like
4: that you'd have to know anything about bow fishing to get this right.
1: Here's the deal. If we want this uh, trivia podcast to last more than two months, we've got to have questions like this. Oh, Are you saying it's yeah. not a good question? No, 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 I'm saying we need to, like, uh, go to the fringes of the meat-eater universe to have a question like this. The answer to every question can't be white-tailed deer. That's what I'm oh. saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, white-tailed deer. Does everybody have an answer? <laughs> go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying refraction. Cal saying refraction, refraction, refraction. Everybody got it right. You the correct the, answer all, settle the score, oh, man. is place. refraction. Light refraction is the primary reason so many bow fishers miss their target high. A good rule of thumb is to aim three inches below the fish for every foot of depth. So, if you're shooting at a bottom-dwelling carp in three feet of water, you should be aiming about nine inches below the fish's belly. Yeah, I knew that. Or about one and a half carp thicknesses.
2: There you go. It just depends on how big (laughs) the carp is, but...
1: Question seven, the topic is hunting. Now, this is an audio question. Phil, the engineer, is going to play 30 seconds of an animal's call, and you need to tell me what that animal is.
0: Macaque. (laughs)
2: All right, all right, we got it. <laughs>
1: Think everybody has an answer. John, you have an answer? Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. Sandhill Crane, Sandhill Crane. John oh says turkey. God, Brody says Sandhill Crane, Sandhill Crane. Corinne says some tropical bird or monkey. <laughs> and Giannis says Sandhill Crane. The correct answer is Sandhill Crane. Sandhill crane vocalizations have been described by ornithologists as moans, hisses, honks, trills, purrs, and snores, but what you heard there is called a bugle. That's oh, upsetting that because I've
5: been around sandhill cranes, and it's just my homunculus was not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: not You're probably within that a couple hundred yards of one yeah. right now. Uh, that would have been a good trivia question.
1: Did, did they call it a bugle? Oh. It's that it's it's good. a little bit too objective though, or uh, oh, okay. subjective, because some folks may call it a honk, uh, but bugle is is what you'll commonly see. Question eight. We'll get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. I think it's still a pretty tight race. The topic is wildlife. This animal is the world's sixth heaviest land mammal and 11th deadliest animal for humans. What is it? In the world. In the world. What I mean by 11th deadliest for humans is it kills the 11th most humans per year. So again, it is the 6th heaviest land mammal and 11th deadliest animal for humans. Steve had an answer immediately. The rest of the room is still thinking pretty hard. 6th. This gives me time to go
3: heaviest. <laughs>
1: This is in the world, the sixth <laughs> heaviest land mammal. Does this mammal, include aquatic animals? And 11th deadliest animal for humans. I'll read the question again for you, Brody. This animal is the world's Does this include white tails? This animal is the world's sixth giant. heaviest land mammal and 11th deadliest okay. animal for humans.
0: Yeah, big giant buck.
1: What is it? You tell me when you're ready. <laughs> the off Buck. <laughs> does everybody have an answer?
3: Yeah, it's really
4: bugging me. Yeah, nope, I don't. Really oh, I want a little more time. No, no. <laughs> Someone was complaining about the time when yep. Steve was having trouble. Yep. Yep.
1: <laughs> Brody also does not like it when people erase. He thinks you need to stick with that first answer you write down. <laughs> it's a sign of weakness, man. It's like he's, <laughs> a, he's a flip-flopper. He's a
2: flip-flopper.
1: <laughs> hey, everyone else has done it. Does everybody have an answer? Uh, I just wrote one down. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying the hippo, Cal saying the cape buffalo, John saying the moose, Brody saying the moose, Hayden saying the moose, Krin saying the hippo, and Giannis saying the hippo. We have a diverse set of answers here. The correct answer is hippo? Ah! Oh. Yeah. That's six. That's what the are six the first five? Ah. Uh, it's ah. like a variety of elephants. There might the, be a rhino, like above the Asiatic them. elephant. Oh, right? we're going oh. Species. the two kind of
5: rhinos. Oh, oh. I didn't know we we're going species by species. What do you think they meant, like, like rough groupings?
2: Yeah. <laughs> now
1: yeah. even yeah. like yeah. even yeah. like yeah. moose yeah. is pretty yeah. far, <laughs> far yeah. down on the list. I think they're like I think they're like 29th or something. I race hippo.
2: I got a trick. I got a question for you, Spencer. Let's hear What's the
1: number one most deadliest animal in the world? Mosquito. That's correct. By like a lot now, hippos weigh nearly seven thousand pounds, which makes them lighter than elephants but heavier than giraffes. And they kill about five hundred humans per year, which puts them behind assassin bugs but ahead of sharks.
3: Yeah, but your question wow. was in regards to
2: mammals.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no. no. I'm saying like okay. all it, right. that. That doesn't factor into it. it. Hit us with a scoreboard update. God, i Wheels are coming off this I now. Want...
3: The weights and the animals
2: above this. Hip By, E-O-day. Uh-huh. By EOD. By <laughs> yeah. EOD.
3: We have two questions left. All right. In third place, we have John Mualem with four points, which is yeah, odd, John! which is honestly a strong third because he's that still is. he's still in the game. It doesn't yeah. feel it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> no, you I appreciate can't. that. But it tied for second, way. we have Brody, Cal, Corinne, and Hayden, and then in tied for first, we have. Giannis, the Latvian Eagle, Patelus, and Steven, the Renella. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this
2: is where friendships get ruined, man.
0: It's so frustrating because I feel
3: like hippo is the default <laughs> answer for that. It's like everybody knows hippos mm-hmm. kill a bunch of people. But then when you gotta put them in order of weight, yeah, that threw me. I was like, "Well, maybe it's a smarter question than I'm giving it credit for," and that's where I kill myself every week. I- I'm feeling good but today. But thinking he's a lot
2: smarter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah I think I'm it's feeling been good smarter. today in uh, games. I got Wordle in three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I played with my wife last night? This is a great game. Is uh, it's it's in that same family as Wordle, and I didn't know about it, but it's like a looks like a little honeycomb. And there's a letter in it that has to be used in every word. Oh, the spelling bee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why it's a honeycomb.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, yeah. we poured the coals to it,
5: and only came up with half the possibles. I uh, I had a night where I played that. Someone introduced me to it, and I got the highest mark. And I, I was, I had to delete it from a phone. I was like, I can't do this anymore. This is, I'm gonna get sucked into this yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah. I
2: saw where it was going. Mm-hmm. I just went out on a high note. <laughs> she play, she likes, my wife likes to play it to, to get to genius. Oh yeah, but the, we 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 fell short. Yeah, I'm sure we just sat there for like eight more hours. We would have found another word, but it was getting slow returns. Yeah, no, this was like
5: <laughs> you know a bag of potato chips or something for me. I was like, I gotta just put that over there and never touch
1: that again. We're on to question nine. The topic is fishing. This legendary fishing lure invented in 1910 has a unique name that was intentionally misspelled so that it wouldn't offend religious anglers. Oh, come on. What is it? This legendary fishing lure invented in 1910 has a unique name that was intentionally misspelled so that it wouldn't offend religious anglers. Now, Steve knew it right away, but I haven't seen anybody else write down an answer. Yeah, I'm
3: impressed. Legendary fishing lure
1: Legendary fishing lure that was invented in 1910 Has a unique name That was intentionally misspelled So that it wouldn't offend religious anglers And if you spell it wrong I would still give it to you Brody how's it going over there
4: not going at all
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was called the (laughs) bejeeze Does everybody but Brody have an answer Brody,
4: I don't have an answer.
1: You want a few more seconds or no? No, for April. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying Daredevil, Cal saying the Water oh. Walker. I like that. I don't know if that's a lure, but it should be. Oh, yeah. John saying the Krugen Fix. <laughs> no, it's a cruci- crucifix. Crucifix. But I'm I spelled sorry. it C
5: R O O O O. That S-I-F-I-C-K-S. should also be a fishing lure.
1: should also be a Brody without an answer. Hayden saying the Water Walker. Corinne saying the Virgin Mary spelled like Merry Christmas. And Giannis saying the Daredevil. You know the... why
2: Giannis shouldn't get it?
1: <laughs> because he spelled the word. He didn't misspell it. I said Spencer you don't said. have to spell it accurately. No, he's the just correct go to hell. answer is Daredevil. Dude, I mean, which Yana is spelled be in a showdown. Which is spelled D-A-R-D-E-V-L-E. Lou oh, Eppinger. I didn't spell it right. Either. I'm glad he's not holding. <laughs> How did you spell it? I just thought it was like oh. devil, like D-E-V with an apostrophe L. Lou oh. Eppinger invented the daredevil in 1910. It was originally named the Osprey Lure, but Eppinger chose to change the name after World War One to honor the U.S. Marines, who the Germans referred to as daredevils because of their fierce fighting style. We're on to the last question, hit us with a scoreboard update, Phil. Uh, it's just down to Steve and Yanni,
2: seven, seven. seven points apiece. It's been amazing to watch Brody's games fall apart today. <laughs> Everyone has a bad day once I mean, in a while. started Steve. out like two, wham, wham. Yeah, it was it, like it feels horrible. He, he Brody snatched f- snatched failure from the jaws of victory. <laughs> I like
3: that. (laughs) I fell apart. It's good. Daredevil uh, (laughs) (laughs) resurrected you, in my my opinion, from that crappy hippo. Oh, you like that one?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs)
3: That was a good one. The final question.
1: (laughs) The topic is public lands. This next right question comes to us via Patrick McGee. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, send it to trivia at eater.com. There are five states... With multiple national grasslands. Name two of them. Two of the states. Should be specific. There are five states with multiple national grasslands. Name two of those states. Pretty quick answers for the two fellas in the lead, but they both look stumped. I, I would gather that they have one, but are trying to come up with a second. How you feel, Brody?
4: Uh, good, because I've been to them. <laughs> I know them. Mm. Hunted pronghorn on one. Ah,
1: uh, what? That's a pretty good tip. <laughs> <laughs> These fellas can probably recall every pronghorn you've killed. Nah, killed a bunch. <laughs> 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 That's the right answer. Yana Steve, how we doing? In
3: all sorts of grasslands and all sorts of states.
2: Oh, I want to change my shit up.
1: oh yeah, Brody's, yes. tip is, Brody's tip is influencing my decision here.
2: You should almost call a mistrial on that, man. Yeah, I'm going to change yeah. you. The one I got rid of, rather than erasing it, I scratched it
0: out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if I
2: want t- up being wrong, I want to be like,
1: but. Oh, but, but I
0: you my
2: to If you
1: want to fight it. yeah, I did Well, just to be like, you know, state. like it'd be like. But, you know, we all know that. (laughs) (laughs) Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Steve saying South Dakota and Colorado. Cal saying Wyoming and South Dakota. John saying Nebraska and Kansas. Brody saying Colorado and Wyoming. Hayden saying South Dakota and Nebraska. Corinne saying Nebraska and Iowa. And Giannis saying Nebraska and Wyoming. The correct answers are Colorado, North Dakota, South Dakota, Oklahoma Oof. and Texas. I
2: won. Ooh. I won. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who won, Phil? I couldn't. Do, do we have a winner? Stephen Rinaldo is the winner. Wyoming won. wasn't even on there. <laughs> Wyoming was not one with multiple. There, Steve, <laughs> how, how does your
3: humongous wow. feel? feel? It is a grasslands uh, <laughs> <laughs> refuge or reserve or something in a in a Wyoming antelope.
1: But multiple grasslands. Yeah, I'd two two be multiple, I would have There are only twenty. There are only twenty in the country, and we're looking for states that have two of them. Oh, you know when shit.
2: when I got my thing from Brody's tip, I was uh-huh. wrong, but it steered me in the right direction. <laughs> he crossed out Arizona because I was like, I don't know where all Brody's killed a oh. antelope. But damn sure wasn't Arizona. Brody, <laughs> wow, I would have heard about that. Uh,
3: John, uh, did you have fun playing trivia? Uh, at first.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I had fun of, Now I feel like I, It's like the Queen Bee thing Like I, I gotta come back I wanna oh, come back I'll study up I feel like This we is got, not a, This is not how I want it to, to seem to you guys I wanna we, do better
2: We have one of your neighbors Who's uh, My buddy Tommy Edson Okay Coming Because He's been walking it back. now He yeah. sends me his scorecard And he texted me yesterday Being like You have to stop saying That I said I win Every <laughs> game <laughs> Because I never said I win every game
1: like, don't do this right, right. now, John. What <laughs> happens next is Steve gets to choose where our five hundred dollar donation goes. So, who are you going to give it to, Steve? I'm going to donate. I can't remember what I did last time. I think you, every
2: time you, you choose. no, do I'm doing our own land access initiative. There you go. I like that. Good option. You know, I, I win enough. I mean, the next time I'll uh, the
1: next time I'll uh, do TRCP. I'm looking forward to those ones. You're not going to be in here coming up. <laughs> That's it for meat eater trivia. Thank you for playing, John. It's the only game show where conservation always wins, and Greenland is a country. <laughs>
0: First Light has always made the world's best base layers. They're warm, breathable, silent, and odor resistant. But the women's fit in the gear weren't meeting our demands, so we went back to the beginning and rebuilt everything. Reengineering the gear with the most dedicated female hunters in mind, First Light modernized the fit and added more sizes, colors, and camo patterns. I personally have been testing women's gear over the last couple of years uh, from the mountains in idaho to the plains in nebraska and i feel like the fit especially has landed in a much better spot it's more true to size it's not as tight and binding in certain areas like a lot of women's fit Uh, all of the pieces to me got an all-around upgrade it's awesome to see so for yourself or as a gift this mother's day pick up first light's new women's merino wool and get free shipping on all orders containing women's gear Available now at F-I-R-S-T-L-I-T-E dot com.